At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome to it, folks. Time to start up another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us on this Tuesday evening. Plenty to discuss. Per usual, we've got updated picks for VEASAN's baseball betting pentathlon. Uh, not a great start for your boy last night. We did not come in with our under. In fact, it actually lost immediately. At least we kind of got back with our other Danny Stein. But we will begin the show going over tonight's selections for the contest. Contest. He got to pick one underdog on the baseball slate to win outright and then also one favorite. So we'll dish out those plays momentarily and I'll include one that is going to be an official play for Danny's Dime. So that's how we'll kick off tonight's show. Further along, we're going to be joined by Scott Spritzer, pro sports better out there in Sin City. Always love catching up with Scott. I know he's got plenty of thoughts on the Diamond this evening. So looking forward to catching up with Scott in 15 minutes. Then afterward, we got our guy Will Hill, host of the New York City Cats, going to be joining the program. Naturally, we'll talk some offseason NBA now we're seeing Woj tweet out that the Jazz are looking to trade away Donovan Mitchell. Could the Knicks be in the sweepstakes? And also, what about Kevin Durant? Is he actually going to leave Brooklyn? Well, we'll pick Will Hill's brain about that and also get some football action from our guy, Will. I know he's already invested in plenty of NFL, but we'll go deeper into some of his plays and then talk about a college football play he also has delved into. And speaking of football, end of the show, 45 minutes from now, we will continue with the bottom two teams in terms of the odds to come out on top of the NFC West. Uh, yesterday, we went with the Rams and 49ers. Tonight, we'll be previewing the Cardinals and the Seahawks. And I do have one official play throughout those two teams. So you won't want to miss that. And that will be at the end of the show. But like I said, we'll kick it off. Going into the contest, a pentathlon for VEASAN's baseball betting, all the show hosts and just the shows combining together to go head-to-head -to, -head to see who can get the most profit at the end of, well, it goes till Thursday night, and the winner will be announced on Friday. So we've got five picks. Started out yesterday with a total. My under did not come through. And tonight, like I said, you got one underdog you got to make a bet with and then one favorite. So I'll begin with the underdog. And I'm not using just a, you know, Fair warning here, I'm not using this play as an official Danny's Dime. This is just my strategy for how I am betting in the contest for an underdog. So I'm already 0-1, right? I'm $100 behind because it's a hypothetical $100 bet. 
So I got to make up some ground. And I'm looking at these underdog prices, and you could do the Reds uh, over $2, but you got to trust the Reds. And furthermore, you got to trust them going on the road against Garrett Cole and the Yankees. Not something I want to do, even at the price of plus 265. You could also look the direction of the Diamondbacks, plus 185. Dallas Keuchel, absolutely not. He was Mr. Fade automatically for our guy Dallas Keuchel on the road against the Giants. Well, the Mets are certainly intriguing themselves. I mean, plus 175 right now, but you're going against Strider, who has been an absolute menace for the Braves. He has been a stud. The market's moving in that direction a ton, and I don't really feel comfortable, despite the great offense and team New York poses, wasn't that appealing to myself. But somehow this game was, and I will take you down to Texas where the Rangers are hosting the Oakland A's. I'm looking at the side of Oakland here for my underdog pick. Yes, the worst team in Major League Baseball. I am going to use them and got them at the price, which was posted earlier today at Bet Rivers at plus 155. Now, hear me out. I get that it's a ridiculous play, but again, it's because I'm trying to make up some ground and get a good bang for your buck with the underdog price. So I thought plus 155 and this spot in particular could be viable. Glenn Otto is going to be taking the bump for the Rangers. Now, Glenn Otto really has not lived up to the expectations that were set for him heading into this season. He's currently 4-5 with a 5-2-6 ERA. He's got a 5-23 FIP. He's walking over 5.5 batters per 9 innings. His skill interactive ERA is as high as 5.40, and his whip is 150. And get this, even at home, he's been atrocious. 8.81 ERA. 398 weighted on base average and a 556 fifth to go along with that. Compared to on the road, he's got a 387 fifth. So yeah, in this particular situation and just in almost all situations, his numbers are not doing too well for Glenn Otto. Now he did thrive against Oakland first start of the season at the Coliseum. Five innings pitch, two hits, one earned run, and they did win that game 8-1, to one, but that was all the way back in April. All right, Things have changed. Not that the A's have gotten any better, but Glenn Otto has gotten worse. Now, the Rangers have lost his last three consecutive starts, so something to keep in mind there. Uh, then you got James Caprillian taking the bump for Oakland. This guy's almost been an automatic fade for a lot of betters up to this point in the season, but his last couple of starts have actually been pretty serviceable. So he was at Seattle and versus Toronto, and in those two starts, he only allowed eight hits and just surrendered two earned runs. He's been better on the road. His FIP is still really bad on the road, 5.30. His overall FIP this season is 5.86. His Sierra is 5.36, and he's 1-5 with a 5.06 ERA, a 1.39 whip. So I get it. His numbers are just as ugly as Glenn Otto. But maybe because of how volatile Otto can be based off those numbers, that underdog price could be worth it with, uh, with Oakland. And guess what? Caprillion, when he went up against the Rangers, he allowed six hits, four earned runs, but the A's did manage to win 6-5. to five. Now, Oakland's not hitting any pitcher well at this point, and against righties, they only got a 73 WRC+. Plus. Texas versus righties at home, a 93 WRC+. Plus. And look, Texas has a pretty decent bullpen with a 339 ERA, and Oakland's at 436. But to overcome some adversity, you got to think outside the box. You got to look for some value, and that's what I'm doing here with Oakland. So, Caprillian, please come through for us. Oakland, please let those bats come alive, and hopefully we can cash in for our contest pick, the plus 155 underdog. So, again, that's just what I'm using for the pentathlon. I'm not using that as an official play here for Danny's Dimes, but for the favorite play tonight, that's where I will correlate my favorite play, meaning betting on the favorite for the contest, and actually using that as an official best bet for Dandy's Dimes. And that's going to be in this Minnesota-Milwaukee game. The Twins at home opened up about minus 137. Some spots you've seen them as high as minus 150. Right now at Bet Rivers, you got Minnesota minus a buck 43. So some slight movement going toward the Twins, depending on where you look. But I like the Twins here because you got Josh Winder taking the bump, and his numbers aren't anything spectacular, but they're fine, right? They can give you enough to trust him here with a 4-2 record, a 3-12 ERA, and a 4-10 FIP. If you look at some of his underlying metrics, I mean, that's where you kind of get a little bit more photo confidence. 8% home run to fly ball ratio, very solid. He's walking less than three guys per nine innings, and he's got a 276 Babbitt. And his numbers at home are pretty solid, too, with a 3-14 ERA. His last two starts in Chicago against the White Sox and Cleveland against the Guardians, 
He went 11 innings, allowed 11 hits, but just two earned runs and racked up two dubs. Now, Jason Alexander will be starting tonight for Milwaukee, and he has been on the struggle bus. Two and one with a 475 ERA up to this point. His FIP is 466, so yeah, the ERA looks to be in the right spot. His Sierra, even worse, 528 for Alexander, and his whip, dreadful, 172. Now, he is only striking out just over four batters per nine innings, and the ratio from the strikeouts to the walks is nothing appealing. He's walking about four guys per nine innings pitched. He's got a 341 batting average of balls in play and an 8.6% home run to fly ball ratio. At least that's decent on the side of Alexander. Now, he is coming off a terrible outing versus the Cubbies, went just 5.1 innings pitched, allowed eight hits, seven earned runs. The Brewers lost that game 8-3. to three. Now, you know Minnesota, their bats come alive, especially when they are playing at home and against righties, where they got a 768 OPS, a 300 flat on their BABIP. Their WOBA is 333, and they got a weighted runs created plus of 117. So very solid numbers for the Minnesota Twins. As for the Brewers, they're not bad against righties, don't get me wrong. 746 OPS, 107 WRC plus, so very strong numbers out of Milwaukee as well. Just not as good as Minnesota. And you got to remember, this Milwaukee team has really just been struggling as of late, losing their last four out of five and even more behind that. Their bullpen is great. And I wanted to look at the side of Minnesota for the first five because in case that, hey, maybe their offense didn't come alive early, or rather maybe if it was just a very narrow type of scoring game here, then you wouldn't have to sweat out Minnesota going against this Brewers bullpen but the price was steeper for the first five on Minnesota as opposed to the full game. So again, you kind of got to handicap it in that sense for the competition or the contest rather. Where can you get the better price and can you still put some stock in investing on this Minnesota team for the full game as opposed to the first five? And because of the price difference, I thought, yeah. And I got minus 138 for the Minnesota Twins on the money line for the contest. Right now, like I said, you could get the Twins minus 143 for the full game. But Minnesota's bullpen has been liable to blowing leads. Heck, we got screwed with a Minnesota bet a couple weeks ago because of their bullpen and what they did after having a pretty decent lead. So if you want to look at the first five angle, you don't mind laying a steeper price. I don't hate that idea as well. But I'm going to go with the outright win for the full game for Minnesota is not only my bet on a favorite for the pentathlon, but also for Danny's Dimes tonight. So that's my official baseball play, Twins on the Money Line minus 138 again up to minus 143 would still look to play that with minnesota and then for our other contest pick not going to be an official play for danny's dimes just want to clarify but we are taking the oakland a's on the money line plus 155 we've got some ground to make up here after starting off 0 and 1 and then we've got some props and some run lines to look forward to for the other two selections of bets for the remaining entries in the contest. So uh, very exciting to see who's going to come out on top. Hopefully we can kind of claw our way back. But we'll be talking plenty more baseball here on the program. Scott Spritzer is going to be hopping on next. And you know Scott's got a plethora of plays that he's going to be dishing out here on Rush Hour. And then after Scott, well, we're going to talk with our guy Will Hill. Some excitement in the NBA potentially. Donovan Mitchell, well, I guess he could be traded as of this point. That's what those reports are saying in the last 20 minutes. Could the Knicks? be in the sweepstakes for Donovan Mitchell. The Miami Heat, will Kevin Durant stay with the Nets? Well, we'll discuss that with Will Hill after Scott, but again, Scott's Sprites are coming next here. It is Rush Hour on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. <laughs> 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Swing for the fences on Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook this week when you make a first time deposit using code Derby on the Baseball Home Run Derby. Signing up is super easy with the BetRivers Online Sportsbook app, or if you just visit BetRivers.com, and there you can deposit $100 to receive a free BetRivers bet for a home run to be hit. Or you can deposit $250 and get the total home runs for the entire derby as free BetRivers bets. This offer is valid July 11th through July 18th, so download the BetRivers Online Sportsbook app today and use code DERBY when you make a first-time deposit. Visit BetRivers.com to see all the latest odds, boosts, and promotions running this baseball season. Bet with a winner. Bet with BetRivers. Okay, speaking of baseball action, we've got plenty more of it here on Rush Hour as we're ready to welcome on Scott Spritzer, pro sports better out there in Las Vegas. And you can follow him along on the tweets at Scott Wins. He's been doing tremendous in terms of his baseball betting, and we can't wait to get into the thick of it with football as we get you know, a little bit closer to the fall. But for now, we'll focus in on the diamond. And Scott, we might as well jump right into it, my man. A little bit later tonight, I- I've seen a lot of betters around VEASAN and just on the network have some interest in this game with Houston and Los Angeles being the Angels. Now, the Angels at home are the slight underdog, plus 104. Houston, minus 121 is the road favorite, and the total we are seeing at eight. So what kind of drew you to having some interest in this game, and then which side are you leaning toward? Yeah, of course, no Jordan Alvarez, so that line's been kind of held in check when it opened, and then, of course, you know, it's around $1.15, now as we speak in most books, according to my line service. So you know, you got Alvarez on the aisle with the hand injury, but I still made a small play on the Astros. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where you might get a win out of the Angels once in a while, but are you really worried about this team taking a series against a team like the Astros or putting together eight or nine wins out of a 10-game stretch? I, I went into this series last week against Baltimore talking about the Angels, thinking if I can get two wins out of the O's in a four-game series, I would call the series quits hoping I can get two wins in at least three games. Angels lost the first two games. I couldn't resist. I went again and ended up with a 3-0 and betting card. And I'm certainly not saying to Martingale, because that's a quick way to lose your bankroll, obviously. <laughs> uh, you know, but Luis Garcia has been fantastic on the road. Syndergaard has pitched well at home. I get that. I get the Astros' bullpen, though, over the Angels. I get to have that pin, that advantage. I won't play uh, Danny against Shohei Otani when he's on the mound. But anyone else on the hill for the Angels, I think, is fair game. So that's kind of how I look at it. I mean, I don't think you need Alvarez to beat the Angels. And I will look to get a couple of wins out of this again, hopefully tonight. And then I'll pass uh, the Shohei game, and then I'll come back in game three uh, with the Astros. And so, again, I, I don't fear the Angels. They look like they've given up after that 27-17 and 17 start. And I played against them quite often every day. I handicapped their game first and the Reds game first to see if I want to play against them. 
Well, that's hilarious because I've reached that point with the Angels to where it's like it almost has to be a fade or you just stay away from it because I've gotten burned a couple times, and I think the couple of times have revolved around Cindergard, who's taking the bump tonight. So I completely agree with your assessment and looking toward the side of Houston, and we're hoping it comes through for you, my man. And uh, I know you talk about the Reds, you know, looking to fade them, but obviously the Yankees are kind of a huge favorite tonight, so not as much, uh, as much interest with that game per se on the money line, but that doesn't mean that you don't maybe look at something like the run line. It's not as attractive at a price like minus 148, but is this maybe a situation to where you're going, man, this Reds team is just so bad. The Yankees are so much better. I'm willing to lay that price. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, Danny. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be candid with you. I think this is the second time that I've laid this big of a price on a run line, but I did. Uh, with the New York Yankees all season long, you know, I stay away from big prices. I stay away from, you know, laying a run and a half and having to lay more than a buck 25, but I did in this case. And it looks like Joey Votto is going to play for the Reds. It looks like Aaron Judge is getting the night off. Uh, but we have a team that could break the all-time baseball wins mark against a team that's on par to lose 102 games. Team ERAs, bullpens, obviously offensive metrics, starting pitching all heavily in New York's fever. And then you got Graham Ashcroft, who heads to the Bronx, with a road ERA of nearly seven, he's got a batting average against of over 300. His overall FIP and his hard hit percentage isn't horrible, but he has that hefty ERA on the road that I just mentioned, and he puts a lot of guys on base. He also allows about 1.4 home runs per nine innings pitched. That's not the worst, but it's not good. And then, of course, it's magnified in the Bronx in this park against this team. And then on the flip side, Garrett Cole, I think he ought to be fired up. He had another bad outing for the most part at Fenway. That's what he does. He simply struggles in Boston. But this team's on a 12-3 and run when he toes the rubber. On top of it all, the Yankees ought to be, I think, in an on-ree mood after those LeMahieu botched you know, catches jumping out into the outfield from second base when he should have let the center fielder get it. Cost him potentially a couple of games there against the Sox. So it's pricey. But again, for the second time this season, I'm going to lay a big price on top of that run line. All right, Scott. Well, let's look at a game that's going to be starting at the top of the hour. Washington, the Nationals hosting the Seattle Mariners. We've seen some funky line movement in this game. Seattle is now the underdog at Bet Rivers, catching even money. Washington minus a buck 17, higher total, nine and a half with some juice to the under. What's with the line movement in this game? And uh, did that affect any of your handicapping? Yeah, I mean, it's always feels a little bit, you know, makes you a little bit nauseous when you see a team that's red hot going up against a team that's ice cold and the ice cold team is getting the money. That's not usually public square money coming in on a bad baseball team playing against one that's lost eight in a row. So you got to stomach that. Uh, you know, I heard a, a show earlier today where they were talking about flexing and that he's bad on the road. I mean, those were the, uh, the words they used. But I, I tell people all the time, don't just look at the, the season-long stats, obviously. Look at the last few starts. His last four on the road, his team is three and one. His ERA is 309. His whip is 124. Not elite, but certainly not bad. And he doesn't give up the long ball. He's given up one home run in his last 23, uh, 23 and a third on the road and just two home runs in his last 46 and two thirds overall. So he's pitching better than his overall numbers would say he is when you talk about his road starts and his last four outings. Uh, I do like that situation. I have no problem playing on or against streaks. It's been doing well this year, so I've done it a little bit more this year than in years past. You know, I went against the Reds during their horrible start. I've gone, looked to go against the Angels, as I just mentioned a few minutes ago. So I'm going to back the Mariners here with flex in. And as far as Gray is concerned, he's pitched well in six of his last seven. Having said that, his team still lost four of those five of his last five outings. He's got bad numbers at home. 2.46 home runs per nine innings pitched mark. Uh, his barrel rate, no matter where he pitches, is almost 12%. That's huge. I got to take a shot with Seattle. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, seldom are you going to get a solid team like the Mariners at that price, which is, of course, right now even money against a struggling squad like the Nationals. So, yeah, like I said, can't blame you for that angle. Uh, Scott, I know you got one more game tonight. This one going to be the first five uh, kind of area that you're looking at, which I feel like you've done a lot, and I know you love looking in those particular spots if it's the right type of setting for it, and it seems like you're believing that's the case with the Royals and the Tigers tonight. 
Yeah, Danny, normally if it's an over, I, I will look to play a full game and take advantage of maybe some shoddy bullpen work. If it's an under in the first five, I normally just play the first five uh, because of the potential for the ghost runner next innings, all that kind of stuff. But here's a first five over, which is four and a half. Price is about a buck twenty in this game at Kansas City. And a couple of pitchers I don't mind playing against facing each other. Uh, you got Bo Brisky, who's got what a nine to seven strikeout to walk ratio over his last three starts. Casey just saw his stuff on July 2nd. And with the exception of a road start at the White Sox, his road numbers are not good. He's got a hefty hard hit percentage, Danny, of 41, a big barrel rate higher than 11. Those are not good numbers. And then Bubich is a complete and utter mess more often than not. His hard hit rate, 48%. It's not as bad as a couple others, but you've got to dig deep to find anybody who's got a hard hit percentage worse than that. It's almost as bad as it gets. ERA's through the roof. Uh, he's got more walks than strikeouts in his last three starts. It just doesn't look like it's getting better for him. And here's something that a lot of casual people don't know that follow baseball. Detroit is third in team batting average at left-handed pitching and top 10 in OPS, WOBA, weighted runs created plus over the past month. So they're actually hitting really well in this spot on the road against Southpaws. I, I like the over here in the first five. All right, Scott, you're the man. Appreciate you making some time and best of luck with all your plays on the diamond tonight. Appreciate it. You too, Danny. Take care, man. You got it. Scott Spritzer, folks. Make sure to follow him on Twitter, at Scott Wins. Love getting baseball talk from him and some of his plays, which, in case you missed it, here's the list of them. He had the Astros on the money line tonight against the Angels. He said he would pretty much fade any Angels pitcher aside from Shohei Otani. Can't knock him for that. The Angels have been brutal to back this year. I think they're the least profitable team up to this point in Major League Baseball. Uh, he had the Mariners minus 107 against the Nationals. You get him at a better price right now, even money. The market seems to be fading them. But, again, seldom are you going to get a good price on the Mariners like that. So uh, not a bad approach, potentially. Yankees on the run line said it's only the second time he's laid this much. Minus 145 versus the Reds. And then the final play, which we just discussed, Tigers-Royals first five over four and a half runs to conclude Scott Spritzer's baseball action. We'll get a little bit more baseball and some football and some off-season basketball next. We're going all over the place, baby. Will Hill, host of the New York City Cast, joining us next. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. You've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you get your local city cast wherever you subscribe to your podcast and you'll be set up with multiple episodes a week along with great local sports betting content. Okay, welcome back to it. The show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live here out of the Bet River Sportsbook just outside of Chicago in Des Plaines, Illinois, to be exact. We take it out to the East Coast where some drama may be coming up sooner rather than later, at least on the hardwood. And we got Will Hill, host of the New York City Cavs, to help us dive into all of that. Will, my man, thank you for making some time. I, You know, you and I were just talking off air, and I said I saw the news about Donovan Mitchell from Woj, and then I saw you retweet uh, a tweet saying basically that don't be surprised if the Knicks try to immediately leap and make a package to acquire Donovan Mitchell. Is that a team that first pops to your mind when you hear about Donovan Mitchell potentially being traded? I know Miami's kind of been tied in. What do you think is the realistic destination? Well, this Knicks regime, Leon Rose and all these guys, uh, they took over summer of 2019 and they really sold everyone that they were going to be a magnet for the stars, that the stars were going to be, you know, guys that they could recruit. And it hasn't happened. And I think the news is starting to tighten. They had that one year after the bubble where they were miraculously a four seed, but they haven't attracted the big time talent. You know, Booker and Towns, their team's gotten better. And they, I know, you know, those guys have a, a Kentucky connection and that's kind of killed some of that momentum. They weren't able to sign those guys. It's just, it's the Knicks way. It's kind of been their downfall the last, you know, however many, not only years, but decades where they're always ch chasing the shiny new object. 
know, going for the quick fix, trying to hit that parlay where it's just they don't have the patience to build organically. And they got a bunch of draft picks to work with. Uh, would they include Barrett in a deal? I mean, they can include, you know, quickly and Grimes. I don't know if that's enough to get it done without Barrett. I'm sure Ainge, you know, has a reputation here of driving a hard bargain. We saw what he got for Rudy Gobert, which I still can't believe two weeks later. It's, it's hard to believe he got all that. So, yeah, I'm sure the Knicks will be interested. Uh, he's a good player. The problem is you go all in for him and you give up a bunch of picks, a bunch of young players. You know, what are you left with? If he's your best player, I mean, you know, maybe right. you're a five or a six seed in the East. Uh, and again, he's a good player, but is he a one? There's not that many ones out there. Is he a two? Maybe. I thought his defense was really bad the past couple of years. Obviously, he can score and he's really talented. Anyone would want him on their team. But uh, you wonder here you know, if you're the Knicks, look, you'd be interested. Absolutely. It's just hard to say yes or no if you're the Knicks without seeing a price tag here. Right. I, I agree with you. I mean, he's not really a number one superstar type of guy. You need another strong piece to build around him. So we'll see if the Knicks are one of those teams or like I said, you know, you've heard the rumor about the Miami Heat. But right now the Knicks are 150 to one to win the NBA championship. And not that that would maybe be enticing for a lot of listeners, but what could be will and what apparently you and I both think is. Some uh, Brooklyn Nets, 28-1 to right now at Bet Rivers to win the NBA championship. We're not saying, or at least I'm not, that, you know, oh, it's a lock. I think they're for sure going to be in it. It's more so of a value bet if Kevin Durant ends up staying there in Brooklyn with the Nets. And the longer this kind of goes on, it seems like that could come to fruition, Will. Yeah, this would just be a proxy for uh, Durant staying with the Nets. I know there are some markets out there here and there. Which team is he going to play for next? This is just a way to bet the Nets, which at one point was seven to one. Now it's down to even money. Uh, I just think it's hard to, to satisfy all parties and find a deal, you know, a trade that makes the Nets happy. The Nets don't have their picks going forward, so they can't just blow it up here. They're going to look bad. Nobody wants to be the guy that traded Kevin Durant, especially, you know, Marks. He gave all those picks to the Rockets. That's going to blow up in his face if he, you know, gives Durant away and doesn't get enough back. And, you know, you look at what Gobert got traded for to keep referencing that trade. I think it's relevant. Uh, if you're a GM, if you're an owner, you can't say, hey, OK, this guy Gobert got traded for this amount and Durant gets traded for an equal amount. So you're going to have to get more than Gobert fetched. And how do you do that? I don't know, because Durant's not going to want to go to a team where they just trade two or three of their best players to get him. He wants to join the good players. So uh, the picks don't really do anything for me if I'm the Nets. If you're giving away a bunch of good young players, that's not going to make Durant happy. To me, you know what? Nets are going to pick up pick up the phone, make calls, take calls. At the end of the day, I'm sure they're looking around and say, you know what? We tried, but this guy's got four years left on his deal. If he wants to pout, he can pout. If he wants to be unhappy, he can be unhappy. At the end of the day, he doesn't have any leverage in terms of forcing a deal. He has leverage if he wants to kill a deal. Hey, I don't want to play there. He could probably do that and you know send a message to whoever's interested in him. Hey, I don't want to come there. Don't trade for me. But as far as forcing the Nets to make a trade, I just I, I don't see how – Durant has that type of power. I think it's very hard to work out a deal. Uh, if you want to get crazy here, the Mitchell rumors, the, the ones I've heard that actually make some sense for the Nets and all three parties are the Nets getting Mitchell, the Nets getting Scotty Barnes, Durant going to the Raptors, and the Jazz getting Ben Simmons and just a whole boatload of draft picks. <laughs> now, the Jazz would need more than that, but I think that makes sense for the Nets. As hard as it is to get value for Durant, if I'm getting Scotty Barnes and Mitchell, you know what? Now you're in the ballpark. If I'm the Raptors, obviously yeah. I'm getting Durant. I'm happy. I, I think the Jazz would be the one team. All right, I'm getting Simmons in the picks. You have to throw a little sweetener in there, whether that's one more young player, uh, a really good pick. Again, it's tough with these picks because they're lottery tickets. You know, they could be worth a lot or they could be worth nothing. But that's one uh, scenario where I, I'm at least interested if I'm the Nets. Interesting. Okay. Well, we can't wait to see what unfolds in the future there in the NBA. And also we're excited to see what unfolds in the future for the National Football League. And Will, uh, my man, I know you've already been betting week 18 games, but now we're going to go the reverse and talk some week one action a little bit closer in the future. Uh, tell us about this bet that you have made recently for a spot in week one. I am high on the Detroit Lions, believe it or not. Uh, they were sort of a better's best friend last year. I know it was ugly, but they were a perfect team in terms of covering the number. It seems like they were in every single game, had a bunch of heartbreaking losses on the field, where, whether it's Tucker kicking one from the parking lot. You know, they tied with Pittsburgh, which is a game they should have won. Remember the Thanksgiving game against Chicago where they just gave it away, called a couple of timeouts in a row, whatever it was. Uh, to me, the talent for this team is improved. They're better along the offensive line, better along the defensive line, golf. 
Look, Goff's played in the Super Bowl. He won a, a Super Bowl, a playoff game in another year. So at least he's competent with some weapons around him with Swift. And if you look at the schedule, I mean, they start off home with Philly, which I like uh, Detroit here plus four. Um, I, I'm not high on Hurts. I'm not high on that Philly secondary. So home game against Philly, home game against Washington. If you look at some of the other home games for the Lions, they get Seattle at home. They get Miami at home. They get Jacksonville at home. They get the Bears at home. They have road games against the Jets, home uh, road game against the Giants. They actually catch a break because week 18, they go to Green Bay. But Green Bay might not need the game. Maybe they have everything wrapped up at that point. So to me, the Lions can flirt with the playoffs here. You know, eight wins, seven wins, nine wins, somewhere in that range. But to me, the over six and a half is a good bet. And I do like them quite a bit here, plus four uh, week one at home against the Eagles. Man, uh, Dan Leach must be paying you on the side. The Lions flirting with the playoffs. That's what you like to hear if you're man, if you're in hey, Will's position. It's the NFL. Position, These teams don't stay bad Detroit. forever. I know I know it's out on a limb, but remember last year if we were talking about, hey, I think the Bengals are going to win the division and go to the Super Bowl, we would be like, uh, Visa you needs to start drug testing. But, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it, you, know, you never know with the NFL. No, that's right. Hey, you've had some of those long shots come right there, and I think you had the Bengals right in that spot. So I'm not calling you crazy. I'm just, uh, yeah, I don't know. NFC North guy, we know how the lines are. So uh, we'll see what Detroit can do. Like you said, though, you got to think they're going to be a little bit more competitive. But, hey, Will, before we get you out of here, pal, uh, we got a couple minutes left. One college football angle you got in our neck of the woods, some Big Ten action. What are you thinking for the Buckeyes this season? Yeah, starting to do a little work on the college football season. And it's funny, Hall of Fame games a month away, college football a couple weeks after that. And, you know, some of my research lined up with uh, something I heard Chris the Bear Felica give out, and I totally agree with it. Ohio State over 10 and a half wins. Ohio State to win the Big Ten. To me, you look at that schedule, all their easy, all their difficult games are at home. They get Michigan at home this year. Their offense is basically just like an NFL offense going against some of these college teams. Uh, I think they're going to mow through the competition. To me, they're the best team in the country. I don't think they'll be challenged a whole lot. So uh, whether it's over 10 and a half wins uh, to win the Big Ten, I think this Ohio State team is going to be a hell of a lot of fun to watch. And I am on their over this year. All right. Well, Will, hey, we appreciate all the bets, all the thoughts and analysis. Uh, what can we expect coming from the New York City cast for the remaining days in this week? Had Jason Weingarten on today, Iron Eagle coming up in the next week or so. So we'll talk plenty of Nets, plenty of Mets, Yankees. There's a, there's a lot to do. It's funny. It's the dead of the sports here, but Yankees and Mets in first place. All the drama with Durant. So it, uh, the betting cycle never, never sleeps. Love it. Love it. Hey, Will, appreciate the time. Best of luck with all those plays. All right, TV. VEASAN.com slash podcast. Check it out. You got it. Make sure to follow him on Twitter as well, at NotTheWillHill. Great content all around and great content here in the entirety for VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And if you want to get involved, make sure you're tagging along with the VEASAN Summer Special. Just $19 to get everything VEASAN has to offer from right now till the end of July. You get Best Bets, which includes Adam Burke's top plays in Major League Baseball, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC and NASCAR. So again, if you want the full VEASAN experience, which also features a daily Best Bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $19 and you'll be a subscriber through July 31st. Check it out now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Final segment of this Tuesday edition of Rush Hour coming next. We'll take it to the NFL. Other two teams in the NFC West. I'll give you a play for a win total here on Rush Hour. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want more betting insights to help give you an edge? Well, make sure you check out Beeson's Best Bets podcast, where there you can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of Beeson experts who are tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sportsbooks not only in Las Vegas, but across the entire country. So go ahead and download the Beeson Best Bets podcast at bsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts available. All righty, our final segment is upon us. Thank you for being with us. Danny Burke, your host. Remember, you can follow on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 As for VEASAN, at VEASAN Live on the tweets. It is time to conclude our assessment for the NFC West for this upcoming NFL season. Yesterday, gave you my thoughts in terms of the 49ers and the Rams. Not really too much confidence with their win totals one way or the other, at least in the sense of making an official play. But I do got one tonight for the bottom tier teams, at least in terms of the odds, uh, because at Bet Rivers, the Rams are the short shot, plus 125. The 49ers are plus 160. The Cardinals plus 375. And the Seahawks are down at the bottom at 20 to 1. So let's get into it with Arizona, right? Last year, this Cardinals team finished 11 and 6, right? They started off really hot, then Cliff Kingsbury did Cliff Kingsbury things and just had a dreadful latter half of the season. Disappointing outing, what was it, against the Rams in the first round of the playoffs? And now you've had all this offseason nonsense with Kyle Murray and his contract negotiations. DeAndre Hopkins going to be suspended for the first six games of the regular season. They pick up Marquise Hollywood Brown. All right, not bad, not bad. They stock up on defense a tad bit and slightly with their offensive line. But uh, what are we expecting out of the crew this year? Well, their odds to make the playoffs, the yes plus 115, the no is minus 139. Plus value to make the playoffs. That's kind of tempting. How about their win total? At Bat Rivers, 8.5 is the number. The over is the favorite, minus 130. The under is the dog at plus 107. Some other books, you can get it at 9 with the under minus 130, under 9.5 minus 170. And the reason that I'm looking at the under is because I think my first thought would be to think this is a regression type of season for the Cardinals as opposed to them succeeding or exceeding expectations. But let's go ahead and categorize it like we typically do, beginning with the winnable games. Week 4 at Carolina. Yes, you're on the road, but the Panthers not going to be a top team this year, presumably. Week five, you get the Eagles at home. Everybody seems to be really high on Philly, and I think they'll be better than last year. I mean, they made the playoffs. They snuck in there, but they did have a really tough start at the beginning. I think they'll be, they'll have more of a rhythm, I guess you could say, but I'm not ready to just say I'm guaranteeing them to be a very competitive squad. So I'll give the nod to Arizona in that regard. Week six at Seattle. Week 9 versus Seattle. Yeah, the Seahawks probably not going to be good. Uh, week 14 to get New England at home, and that's post-bye week. So I like that for the Cardinals. And then week 17, you're on the road against the Falcons late in the season. Falcons are going to be a crummy team, and you're going to be needing to fight for a playoff position at that point. So that's another winnable game for the Cardinals. Losable games. Week 1 versus Kansas City. Tough start. Week three versus the Rams. Maybe a split with the Rams, but as of this point, I still think they're the very, uh, just very well-built team compared to where you're at right now. Just so many things are better with them right now. Yeah, the Super Bowl hangover, but better coach, better team, better roster, better everything. 
Week 8 at Minnesota, I'm high on the Vikings. I give the nod actually to Minnesota. And again, this isn't me saying I'm guaranteeing a win. It's more so a majority of the time I think they're going to lose these games and they'll probably be an underdog in these spots. Uh, week 10, you're on the road against the Rams. Week 12, you get the Chargers at home. Chargers, another team, myself, along with a lot of other people, are high on. Week 15, you go to the Mile High City to take on Russell Wilson and company. And week 16, you get the GOAT Tom Brady coming down to the desert. Toss-up games, the 50-50. Week 2 at Las Vegas. Raiders will be competitive. They're kind of getting the shaft because they're in a very tough division, but they pick up Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, getting a great receiver, good asset, new coach, and maybe good days ahead in Sin City. Week 7 versus Saints. The reason I put this as a toss-up game, the Cardinals do lose frustrating games, but furthermore, again, I've said it before, the Saints are just such a big, unknown, question mark type of team with me. Week 11 versus San Francisco, international game in Mexico. Uh, week 18 at San Francisco, who knows who's got playoff positions locked up, you need to rest guys, etc., so that's a toss-up game. But what I'm getting to, my projection with the Cardinals, I'm going to put them at 8-11 here, or not 8-11, excuse me, uh, you know, 8-9 and looking into this spot for this season. Yeah, I don't like the Cardinals that much this year. And you know what? The Cardinals last year to me were a team I was very high on, and I was excited to see Kyler Murray do well. But the issues are his offseason nonsense, the contract negotiations. That doesn't really help the camaraderie with the team. And neither does losing your top receiver in DeAndre Hopkins with the suspension. Six games, that's a decent chunk, folks. So, yeah, you factor that. And you factor in Cliff Kingsbury still being a brutal in-game coach I just don't really have that much confidence with the Cardinals. Will it surprise me if they go over their win total? Uh, total excuse me, Absolutely not. But I just think, realistically, more often than not, they'll stay under 8.5 this year than go over it. So, uh, yeah, not a lot of conviction with that one, but I would lean toward the under with Arizona. That could be an example of a great in-season adjustment with the win total that you could get a better number on. But that's not the one I'm making the official play on. I'll take you to Seattle to do that, where the Seahawks last year coming off a 7-10 and 10 season, but you're losing Russell Wilson. Now you got to choose between Geno Smith or Drew Locke. Yay, that's going to be fun. Uh, they drafted some offensive linemen and some defense and really kind of just all over the place, but nothing too notable transaction-wise besides losing Russell Wilson, which of course is huge, but you didn't really get the benefit in any other area. Their odds to make the playoffs, yes, plus 490, no minus 715. Their win total at Bet Rivers is five and a half. The overs minus 143. The unders plus 118 for the Seahawks. But plus 120 at five and a half is the best number if you shop around. But what caught my attention is if you shop around in Illinois, the highest number for the win total, well, aside from the alternate ones, but a reasonably priced one, was six for the Seahawks. And the under is minus 120. All right, so keep that in your head. But looking at the schedule, winnable games, I only got four for the Seahawks, meaning the best chance for them to get in the W column is going to be week three versus Atlanta, week eight versus the Giants, week 14 versus the Panthers, and week 17 versus the Jets. Yes, very beatable teams, and you get them at home. So that's why that is in the winnable category. And then he got a lot of losable games, naturally. Week one versus Denver. Week two at San Francisco. Week seven going up against the Chargers on the road. Week 9, you're going down to the desert against the Cardinals. Week 10, you're going to Germany to play the Bucks. Week 13, on the road against the Rams. And week 16, Kansas City, that's where you're playing against the Chiefs. Toss-up games. Week 4 at Detroit. I actually think the Lions win that game, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and put that as a 50-50 game. Same with Week 5 at New Orleans, but again, I probably think they lose those games. Week 6 versus Arizona, if you think they can at least split with the Cardinals. Week 12 versus Vegas, you get them at home. It's post-bye week, so I'll put that in the 50-50. Week 15 versus San Francisco. Again, it's more so San Francisco's got great talent everywhere. Unknown commodity with Trey Lance, right? Week 18 versus the Rams. Los Angeles could have that spot in the playoffs solidified. May not need to try, and they're sitting a lot of guys. I'm putting my projection at about 5 and 12. 5 being really... You know, what I would think would be the highest, but if they're giving you six with the under just minus 120 and five is pretty much already where I think they are, yeah, I'm going to take that bet. So five and 12 for me for the Seahawks seems like a realistic expectation 
based on just the fact that you have no one to play quarterback right now. Geno Smith, okay, can move the ball downfield, but you still don't have a great proven offensive line. Drew Locke is your backup option. Option, All right, he's all over the place, and he's sporadic. He's got a great arm, but... Again, nobody you can rely on. That's a big downgrade from anybody, really, from Russell Wilson to the next person. The Seahawks are only moving backwards, folks, and I'm going to look to take advantage of it with a bet. I don't hate doing the 5.5 under plus 120 for that plus money, but for a little bit more security, I will gladly lay the minus 120 to get the win total at 6, and I will pull the trigger on the under 6 for the Seattle Seahawks and their win total this season. So that will be my other... Danny's dime tonight in football. Another future added to the slate. Seattle under six wins at the price of minus 120. Again, I would flirt with the under five and a half at plus money, but I'm fine laying more for that extra security with the potential push if they were to get the six wins. And then like we talked about at the beginning of the show, we had one play officially on the diamond tonight, that being the Minnesota Twins on the money line, minus 138, as they take on the struggling Milwaukee Brewers. And no, not the actor, but pitcher Jason Alexander for this Brewers squad. He has been struggling himself, so we're hoping the Twins can take advantage of it for our other official play and for our bet in terms of our baseball betting contest. That is not only our Danny's dime for baseball, but the selection for the play on a favorite. And then if you were still curious and you missed it for the underdog, yeah, believe it or not, uh, again, this isn't the official play, but just what I had to use for the pentathlon. I am doing the A's on the money line plus 155, so please wish me luck in terms of betting on the Oakland A's because, boy, am I going to need it. All right, that's going to wrap it up for another edition of Rush Hour, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Best of luck with whatever you are playing tonight, and we will be back tomorrow. Hey, we got big golf coming up this weekend. We'll touch on that and much more manana. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry. Every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.